Generation Church, family and friends, summer in South County is here. Hey, we hope you stay connected throughout the summer. Not only enjoy God, family and community throughout the summer, but you stay connected with Jesus, with church family. We can't wait to see you on Sundays as we continue to pray for more waves of revival in Rhode Island. And remember, church, it's not too late in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we get up for Keith? Uh, Keith's going to be leading the... um, So when um, he said 20, 30 minutes, some of you were thinking, well, Pastor Stephen's doing that. That's not going to be 20, 30 minutes. That's why Keith's leading that. Uh, So... uh, so please um, do that. And um, I also want to encourage people who have been baptized or thinking about it, it's a great opportunity to, uh, to really um, just remember uh, Jesus and what baptism is all about. Amen? Amen. I wanna, uh, I'm going to read a, f- a few different uh, scriptures today. Uh, I'm going to read, read one and uh, I'll give you this, the sermon uh, title. First is uh, Matthew chapter 5. Uh, and this is the words of Jesus, and uh, it's uh, starting in verse 13, Matthew chapter 5, and it should be behind me, uh, or all those who are online, and uh, can we give it up for people watching online later, uh, wherever you are, or listening to, um, to the podcast. Uh, have you guys been in- encouraged by the messages this summer? Uh, I want to encourage you at any time, even if you uh, can only listen or watch, um, you know, a portion of it and then come back to it. I want to encourage you uh, to do that. Um, So Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, here the words of Jesus speaking to followers of him. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. Would you uh, look to your neighbor and say that? Say, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of Jesus. Amen? I want to uh, talk today about uh, why do I follow Jesus? And I want you to, to ask that, that question. Why do you follow Jesus? Why do I follow Jesus? I've been, uh, I've been thinking about this a bit recently after being, being away. Uh, and by away, I've been in the front row the last six weeks, but I've uh, been, been listening to the different messages and, you know, specifically was thinking about this as uh, I had... Uh, really the trip of a lifetime recently, and it was right after uh, we celebrated my wife and I uh, 13 years. Come on, bless 13. And um, 
Yeah, that is something to celebrate. Hey, can I just uh, give it up for anybody who stayed married throughout COVID? You're still married. Amen? Come on. That's a miracle. And um, we, uh, we had an amazing time. You guys, it was a miracle. And um, for you single folk, God bless you single folk. This is the year of Jubilee. May you get married soon. But can I just think, can I just, I just want to share something. We, uh, we, we was this wild thing because we have three kids, nine, six, almost three. We had like 24, actually it was less than 24 hours, but almost 24 hours without our blessed kids. And we love you, blessed babies. So, so, so people, you know, who aren't married with kids, it's, it's the time that basically you get to have all the time. Ha <laughs> ha! All the parents said, amen. They're like, oh, I hate when pastors make me feel bad. I'm not making you feel bad. It's just amazing that we got this time. And can I just say, we still love one another and we're keeping romance alive. Come on. Yes. And uh, so we had an uh, amazing time, anniversary. And then uh, I took a trip of a lifetime. Again, love my kids, but I took a trip to Montreal, Canada without my kids. Wow. Praise the Lord. It was amazing. And as I was, um, as I was driving and, uh, and thinking about, um, you know, the, really what, what I was going to preach and what I was going to, um, to talk about and what God wanted to put on my heart, I was just asking this question, you know, God, why do I follow you? I'm going to look at a passage in Scripture in a moment uh, from Acts. We've been looking at that a bit about how God makes us Christians, how God saves us. But I, I want to look at why, why do I follow Jesus? I was thinking about this, this fascinating um, thing, which is uh, human beings, uh, this fascinating reality. Uh, all, of you are, all of you are humans. I think it's important to say that in the 21st century with technology. You're all humans. And I was just thinking about, wow, the, the, uh, the good moments and um, the, 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 the maddening moments when it comes to human, human beings. You know, some of the great moments in this, this trip was uh, I got to go to another country where they, they speak a different language. And there's nothing more that I love than showing how ignorant I am as American when it comes to not really being able to speak other people's languages, but actually trying. I mean, some of you guys are fluent and you know multiple languages. But for me, I'm that guy who goes there. I learn a couple words. I get so proud of myself, and I tell everybody about it. Anybody like that? And they're like, no, that's just you. Okay. So like, uh, like mercy, which means what? But thank you. But already you can tell that I don't really know the language because, see, what, what, what I would do, and uh, we, we went to go visit my, um, my younger brother and his four kids, uh, and, uh, so, and I went with my be- one of my best, best friends here in uh, South County, and he told me this afterwards. He said, Stephen, when you learn um, uh, you know, a word or two, you got to be careful with your tone and how you say it because we all know it's not just what you say, it's what? How? How you say it. Some of you are like, I've been trying to tell you that, Stephen, for years. Well, here, so here's the thing. So I would get up close to somebody and be like, mercy. First off, that's not really elegant in how you exactly say it. But you're like, no, no, you have to just calm. Like, mercy. Okay, another word. Um, stop. I'm not even going to get it. It's supposed to be like, like my, my little six-year-old nephew knows this language, like, beautifully. And he's like, you have to roll the R. It's, it's eret, eret. And I would be, at the first thing I would do, I would, eret, 
Now, here's the goodness of humanity. These people, probably because they wanted us to tip well, and I guess in Canada, they don't tip as well as Americans. Come on. And, um, but they were like really gracious to me. They were not judging. And you know, here's the great thing. Even as the world seems like it's burning sometimes, and there's all sorts of things that are going on, and I didn't get into the intricacies of the economy and the civilization of Canada. Growing up, it was like Canada, but like being an American, you know? But you know, all that ignorance, all that hate, all that arrogance, you know, when you're going on a trip and vacation, right? For the most part, especially when hospitality with food and uh, I'm a big tennis guy, and so we, we, we watched a tennis match, tennis tournament. The goodness of humanity was found over and over again when people did not judge this ignorant American and my lack of uh, communication skills with their language. So there were some great moments. There were some great moments just having fun and just laughing with my brothers and so on and friends. A lot of, a lot of goodness. Do you guys have a good summer? A lot of good moments? Good times, yeah. You know, we, I think we try to, as a humanity overall, try to look at the, the bright side of things, right? You know, the negativity sometimes comes out, but we try to look at the goodness of humanity, right? Have you guys seen any of the madness of humanity recently? So for us, in our, uh, the madness part, I wanted to start with the good, right? It's always important, right, especially as Christians, because uh, where does God start when it comes to humanity? So the Bible begins in Genesis. It's where we learn about the, the origins of, of humanity and uh, civilization. God starts, right, in Genesis 1, that what? That he made human beings in his image and what? And he made them what? Good. Not just good, but very good. And then what does he do? Does God, because it really matters, the most important thing about you and I is what we think and believe about God. The first thing that... Uh, God does, does he curse people or does he bless them? Blesses. And God is, do you know that because he's a real person, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he communicates words of power. So he blesses, he speaks life over them. Well, then Genesis 3 comes and we see the rebellion, we see sin. We see people falling away from being reconciled with God and with, with people. So the madness of humanity. So here in this trip, Super proud of, uh, of, of myself. Um, doesn't take much, you know. I gotta just build up the esteem. And uh, we got up at like four o'clock, in, oh, sorry, three o'clock in the morning, but we left at four for this Montreal trip. We, we drove six hours straight. Um, by the way, you didn't come. You came for the living word of God, but just a little tip if you ever want it. It misses traffic. But that, so, so like, we're no traffic. We're just driving it. But then we get into Boston. We're having a grand old time. Me and my buddy, we're belting out you two. He loves you too. And I'm just, we're just singing, you know, where the streets have no name. Thinking about heaven, going to Montreal, we're just singing, right? I still, you know, Bono still hasn't found what he's looking for. We're just singing. Yes. <laughs> no, we're singing. And then here's what happens, right? So the, there's a lot of goodness that, that we're experiencing, you know, and uh, a lot of moments, and the whole trip was full of it. Next thing you know, I see, it, it's straight up superhero move. We see a guy in a motorcycle going in and out. You know that, you know that, and, and if you're here and you're one of them, you know, we, we speak blessing and life over you. But you know the, the bike that goes really fast when you're on the highway and goes and weaves in and out? Well, have you ever had that thought like in your fallen, like sinful moment of what would it look like if you just turned to the right? None of you would do that. I know, gosh, I can't believe you'd say that. Um, but we, you know, I haven't thought that. 
but you could imagine, right? So we're, so we're, so we're, so we're, hey, we're, we're driving. And what ended up happening was, and here's the good thing. When you're driving with somebody, um, I would say everybody, you're a better driver, right? Often with some, like, especially, no, I'm talking about somebody who's never driven with before, right? Extra cautious of, you know, and I know, I know all of you don't text anyways when you drive, but you're, you're just like extra cautious. So anyway, so I'm driving and right in front of us, this motorcycle is this close to the car and is not speaking life into him, the driver. And when I tell you, and I'm so thankful, I was alert, I was aware, we're driving, and I'm like, slow down, holy goodness, what is about to happen? Next thing you know, the car goes to the left, and this guy was clearly a professional because he stayed on his bike, and we're thinking, oh my goodness. Next thing you know, the, the, the bike is behind. Now, this is about 5.30. We're in Boston. Can you picture it? We're about to go to the city. We're driving through the city of champions. We're <laughs> driving through the city of champions, and the bike is right behind the car. And I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm prone to exaggeration, but this is verified truth. The car right in front of the, the bike, this is highway, 70, 80 miles per hour right now, stops. The car, the, the, the bike just like, just like a boom, like went to the right. We're like, holy goodness. But it was like the laughter, but not like, like if something happens, it's shut down. One moment, right? It's like my son. I'm like, where do you get this? Remember, dad, the little things lead to big things. And I'm like, he wasn't in the car, but I was thinking this. And next thing you know, then the car goes as fast as I can, I can't even write to the, because he's on the right of him. And somehow, and hits the bike. The guy stays up. Then he stops, goes in the side of the highway. And we just had this moment, and my friend, it, we, we, we like to get deep together, and we were, just, we were just immediately like, wow, like there's levels of anger and, and, and rage for all of us, but that was a whole new, that was a whole lot. That was a moment, right? Have you guys experienced any moments this, uh, this summer or in life where you're like the madness of humanity, right? Okay, well, then I'm at the tennis tournament. Great time watching. And, and there is the number one player in the world. He's from Russia. I don't know if he lives there now, but that's his home country. Number one in the world. He, he wasn't able to play Wimbledon because the powers that be wouldn't allow it and so on. So he loses his match. We're right out. We're, we, we were right outside. And they, they walk, this is in Montreal. And he's walking out. And li, no lie, the, there was this young guy and his dad who, and the stadium was about 15,000 people. Right next to us, and we, we, we had high up seats, sat next to us. This guy, next thing you know, is right next to me, the young guy and his dad. So the Russian player comes out and this young guy starts yelling out profanity to the Russian tennis player. Number one player, loser, lose, like just going all. And then guess what happened? I literally have it on video. I haven't posted it yet. Well, you know now, right? Because we live in a time where often people, we, we often film everything rather than kind of, right? Being in the moment. I don't know, maybe that's just it's me. But sometimes I'll do, you know, I have to stop myself. I'm like, what am I doing? The tennis player, this guy, by the way, is about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he comes 
and looks right in the guy's face. Because, you know, you say what you want about celebrities and so on, but it is a little bit tricky sometimes because sometimes people can say whatever they want, right? And so there was multiple security and it was this profound moment. And, and so here, here's what I'm trying to, to share. Why do I follow Jesus? <laughs> a lot of good moments. You guys all had a lot of good moments. I, I'm, a lot of moments where you see the madness of humanity, right? This Russian player who everything that's going on and a lot of the yelling and what he was saying was a result of things that are going on with the, with the war right now. That's still going on. I know the media has moved on, but that's still happening, right? This Russian player is not a part of it. He's going, playing his life, living his life. He looks at this young man and says, slow down. He goes, why did you say that? Now, he's over here, myself and a couple other people. I put my phone down finally, and I said, you need to apologize to him right now. Again, this is the number one player in the world, happening in live time. I said, you, and another Canadian. You know, it was American and Canadian. We were uniting for a moment. And I was looking at him, and I go, you need to apologize. The Russian player looks at him and says, why did you do that? And he said this profound thing. He said, your mindset, he said, and, why, and, and this is an example of what's wrong with the world right now. Think about this. He engaged him. He didn't shame him. This number one tennis player. And then he walked away. And, and, it, and it got me thinking in the good moments and some of the maddening moments. And, and it, it got me thinking, and, and, and there's a good question that you ask. What, is your, what has been your worst moment this summer? What has been your worst moment? What would be your moment where if it, if it got filmed, it might go viral, right? You know, also, while, while this was happening, not only the motorcycle um, and, and this, this, this time with this uh, tennis player, I heard, I mean, gosh, come away on the Block Island Ferry. I sing that, and you know why you're laughing? Because something went viral, right? Did something go viral? You guys know this, right? It's all right. I love you. Hey, at the end of this year, this isn't the shame you to encourage you. We're going to know our Bibles more than we know what's going on in Block Island in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. But I'm just driving. I'm seeing the motorcycle, all this. And next thing you know, and there's like a viral clip of that like song going to Block Island. And there's people full on the, the, the police law enforcement jumping on like it's World War III onto the Block Island Ferry. Because of what? A fight broke out. Maddening moments. I'm not going to ask you to share what has been your worst moment of this summer or your life. Because we have a lot of good moments. We also have a lot of bad moments. Maddening moments. So it got me back to that question. Why do I follow Jesus? A lot that we could say, but could I give you a simple answer? to be more human to the glory of Jesus. To be more human. Do you know that to be a human is to be what? Somebody who is healthy. That somebody heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. Do you know that to be a, a, a human in God's design is to be someone who loves God and loves people. Do you know that? 
You know, we believe here as a church that Jesus was fully divine, was God. Did Jesus also come as what? As a human. Do you, I want to ask you that. And I, and I added to the glory of the Father, the glory of the Jesus. Jesus said, you are the what? The light of the world. You know, one of the, the biggest, uh, it's a joys, but struggles in parenting is having trying to raise your kids so that they don't look at the wrongs of their siblings, but they look in what? The what? Okay, I'll, Michael Jackson. I'm looking at the... For those online, we've been singing amazing this morning to Jesus, so we're just a singing church, right? Amen? But would you agree that's a very hard thing for all of us to do? To look in the mirror? And you would agree... That in all your singing, in all of our praying, Bible reading, that when the rubber hits the road, we want to be the type of humans that really what? Are more loving, more honoring of God and of people. Would you agree? Why do I follow Jesus? To be more human to the glory of God. So in the, in the passage in Acts, one of the, the first sermons uh, that we see from the followers of Jesus, from Peter, we learn who Jesus is and we learn how we become followers of Jesus. You know, over the next few weeks, I want us to look through how do we follow Jesus? And we're going to look at specific ways about how we, what? Follow Jesus. You know, I, we love to joke a lot and not take ourselves too seriously, but, you know, I talk a lot about date nights with my wife because it's how I stay joyfully married, right? We serve on Sundays or we, we, we gather in community because I believe that serving and seeking the kingdom of God is what gives purpose to marriage and to family and to living. So we're going to look at how... How? What are the specific ways that we can continue to be followers of Jesus? Why we're followers of Jesus to be more human. But let's go even before that, and we see in Acts about, well, how do we become followers of Jesus? And, and by the way, and who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. So starting in um, Acts chapter 2, and you'll be able to, to, to read along. I'm going to pick it up at verse 22. This was the point where they had been filled with the Holy Spirit and people didn't know what was happening. These Jews from different tribes were um, giving witness to Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, we read this in verse 22 of, of, um, of Acts chapter two. It says, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him and in your midst. As you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge. You crucified and killed the hands at the hands of lawless men. Verse 24, God raised them up. Can you say God raised them up? It's been so cute. My daughter recently has been saying, you know, can we pray for God because he died, but then he rose again. Amen? He died, but he rose again. How did he rise from the dead? Because he was what? He's God. It's only one person in the history of humanity. It's changed civilization. It's been Jesus because he rose from the, from the dead. Peter is giving testimony to this. God raised him up, loosening the pangs of death 
because it was not possible for him to be what? Held by it. For David says concerning to him, I saw the Lord always before me. This is who Jesus is. For he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. God is the father. God, ultimate judge. He looks down at humanity that he created and that he made. He said that they're very good. He then sees what? The all out madness of humanity at the result of human will. You absolutely have what? Free will, and your free will led you to what? Slavery, to sin, and madness, and what? Death. But God, what? The, his son, Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, guess what? Is sent to humanity on a rescue mission. On a rescue mission to reconcile us with God and with one another. This is who he is, verse 26. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. We have hope. We're hopeless if death is all there is. We are hopeful because what? We now have life in Jesus' name. Verse 27, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades. Apart from what? Relationship with Jesus, we are all what? Directed, guiding, being led, and living in hell. Jesus rescues us so that we will not be abandoned or let your Holy One see corruption. Verse 28, you have made known to me, this is who God is. This is who Jesus is, the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Can you just say joy? Joy, that is who God is. Verse 29, brothers, I say this with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and he was buried in his tomb with us to this day. Fast forward, it goes on, verse 32, this Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted to the right hand of God and having received from his father. So Jesus, he, before, guess what? Before you existed or humanity existed, guess who existed? God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He came as a human, not because he was bored or had nothing to do. He came on a rescue mission to save you. Do you think the world needs saving and redeeming? You know, some of our makeup is absolutely, some people are more positive, some people are negative. Some are glass, glass half full people. Glass half empty people. Wherever you choose, and a lot of this is based upon psychology, a lot of this is based upon meaning your, your makeup, a lot of this is based upon your upbringing, your family, and how we're wired and personality and so on, right? You know, like in your own family or your siblings, you can have one, you're like, wait, they came from the same mom. They could not be what, more? But guess what? God is on a rescue mission to what? Have humans be who they truly were created to be. Right? And absolutely, this earth is not our complete home. But I think before we die and we get to live with Jesus forever, we should learn how to be more human to the glory of Jesus while we're alive. Would you agree? So he goes back to the right hand of the Father. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out that you yourselves, you are seeing and hearing. 
For God did not ascend, verse 34, into the heavens, but he himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Jesus rose from the grave. He pours out his Holy Spirit. When you receive the person of the Holy Spirit, you can what? No longer live in condemnation, but you what? You testify that you have a good father. You testify that you have a savior and a redeemer, amen? You no longer are condemned by your sin because the judge sent what? The justifier. The judge sent the redeemer, Jesus. And guess what was underneath his feet when he says this, this language? This doesn't mean need to be archaic for you, right? For any king, when he sat down and underneath him, there were certain things. For Jesus, the ultimate king, guess what's underneath his feet? Death, sin, hell, Satan, and evil, amen? That is underneath his feet. He is victorious, amen? Be weary of any person who emphasizes Satan and evil more than Jesus and his victory. Did you hear me? 2020, 2021, and 2022, and 2023, and the next cycle of life and years, the story is still the same. It was true before life began, and it was magnified 2,000 years ago, and it's still true today. Jesus is our victorious King and Savior. Let all the house of Israel therefore know, verse 36, certain that God has made him both Lord, both Lord, King, and Christ, Messiah, Savior, this Jesus whom you crucified. Verse 37, now when they heard that they were cut to the heart and he said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, turn from following yourself. Why do I follow Jesus? Because I don't want to be the leader of my life. We lead our lives to what? At the end of the day, death, destruction. Jesus, our King, our Lord, who we follow. Why do you follow Jesus? Well, look at who he is. He's God. He's Savior. Repent. Be baptized. Do you see that? Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Well, why in the name? Not in the name of, of other things. In the name of the one true God. In the name of Jesus. For the what? Does anybody need forgiveness of sins? For the forgiveness of your sins. Every single one of them. The worst moment you've ever had or will have. Is that good news? Does God want us to live in not our worst moments, but our best moments? But we, see, I asked the question, it's the title, why do I follow Jesus? What we're learning about is what? How we become followers of Jesus. We become followers of Jesus, how? Through the life, death, and resurrection, ascension, and the person of Jesus, by his forgiveness, by him dying on the cross for our sins. for him rising again in total victory in life. And what? You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you. The promise, this promise of new life is for you and for who? Your, is it there for your 
children. Can I just say, sometimes I'll hear, I'll see pastors or whatever, I get it, they'll post like, you know, how many people they had or this or that. I, I just say this in a moment and I, I, in tears earlier. To see my daughter, and I speak this over you, not in you, perfection, you're in process and you're learning. To see her, without me even asking, raise her hand in worship and to get on her knees with joy in her eyes. This promise will be for you and a great Jewish writer in her book on parenting, The Blessing of a Skin Knee, says this. The reason why specifically we raise kids is so that the next generation won't forget God. So this blessing, this gift of forgiveness and of life will be for you and your children. How? Not because of our great ability, but ultimately the great what? Work of Jesus, amen? It's all grace, is it not? It's all mercy. It's all his love. It goes on, it says this. For your children and for all who are far off. Here's the good news. It's not just for us and our kids. It's for anyone who is far off. For anyone, for everyone, the message of the forgiveness and of the life of Jesus, the resurrection power for anyone. And he says this. And with many other words, oh no, for your children and for all who are far off, who call on the name of of God who calls to himself. That's why anyone today, you call upon the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. You shall know that you have a redeemer. You shall know that you are forgiven. You shall know that you are loved. You shall walk into this day and this week and you can say this in the face of your enemies and it's this, I am loved, I am forgiven in Jesus' name. Whatever curses have been spoken over me or I've spoken over myself, God says, I am blessed and loved. I am his. I'm in the family of God and nothing can change that because you cannot reverse the resurrection of Jesus. And with many other words, he bore witness. Peter continued to exhort them saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation so those who received it, they were baptized. The apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 just gives testimony and gives language to how we become followers of Jesus. It says this in verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, do you know it? He is a what? New creation. Jesus made you and I a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God. We make it clear to one another, to our family, to our community, to the world. This is all from God. Who through Christ reconciled himself and gave us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. That is in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf, of, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin. Here's a verse to memorize and get in your spirit. He made him who knew no sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become what? The righteousness of God. Not only to be in right relationship with the Father, but to what? To live out and walk out new humanity as new creations. Amen? So it's all God, all grace that we become followers of Jesus. Well, why do you, why do I follow Jesus? Oh, the coming weeks, we're going to talk about how. We're going to look at specific ways, spiritual practices through and by the grace of God. But why? Why am I a follower of Jesus? Jesus is life. Jesus knows how to lead my life better than I know how to lead. Jesus cares about people and loves people more than I do. Jesus loves and cares the people you love more than you do. Jesus is life and life abundant. Jesus is joy. Why do I follow Jesus? Because that's what it means to be human. Amen? Do you hear his words? We read them in the beginning. You are the light of the world. You are ambassadors of reconciliation. So it really matters. Guess what? When you live and you stand and you what? S sit and you lie down and you wake up in grace, guess what happens? You stop having to be the captain of your ship or the savior of the world. You know, this is really important for human beings who care about other people and care about other things. You know, I genuinely cared about this young man apologizing to this other man. Why? Because I hate and detest war. I hate and detest seeing accidents and, and how that can happen and disrupt. I, I can't stand brokenness in families. I can't stand conflict that I see out in the world. Anybody else with me? Can I say this? The healthiest I've been as a human being is when God allows you to look at yourself and you start what? Being sick and tired of the things that you see in your own life, heart, and relationship. Relationships with others. Would you agree? So here's the good news is that all God and his grace is what makes you right with the Father. That there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But I've just been thinking, God's saying, you know what? Yeah, life tomorrow isn't promised for any of us. But I, I kind of get the sense that God has some living for us to do. He's got some revival for us to see. He has some reconciliation in your families. He has some change and transformation that he wants in this town and these towns.
I heard this great quote, it's very easy to mock and criticize. Very hard to build. It's probably why in God's word, Paul would say, well, I want you to be built up in love. God wants you and I to be built up in love in the new creation and the new humanity that we now are in Christ. You're not perfect. I am not. We are in perfect relationship with God. And now we need and God's inviting us and we get to walk out being human beings designed by God, redeemed by God, reconciled by God to be the light of the world to people. Jesus said that. So go out. When, you, when you're not feeling like smiling, be vulnerable. Ah, life's tough, life's hard. But God, and I'm learning to get healthy. I'm learning to reach out for God for help. I'm learning to connect in true community. I'm learning, but I'm remembering. I'm a follower of Jesus because he's the forgiving one. He is life. He is joy. He is peace. I'm remembering why I'm following Jesus. I'm learning to be more human. Do you not think this message is relevant? Do you think that it is not time for us as a church and the larger church in a world that is seeking and knowing just like that tennis player who said that mindset is what's wrong with the world constantly fighting one another and what we say is we've been reconciled with God by his grace through the resurrection of Jesus through the cross and his finished work and guess what we are now ambassadors of reconciliation we are the light of the world we are the city shining on a hill this is why we follow Jesus and how good is it that I'm not doing it alone but I get to do it with other imperfect people but saved forgiven loved and blessed people of God amen amen come on let's stand thank you Jesus we praise you come on people even who's watching or listening might not be able to stand but I just I want you to remember I want you to remember today who God is and who you are in Christ I want people in this room, remember who God is. Remember who you are in Christ. I want you to be encouraged today. Are you encouraged today? Are you built up, I pray, in love today? Come on, you're loved by God, you're forgiven. I want you to be challenged today. I want you, and I'm gonna say this, to look at some of the worst moments that you have had in relationships and love, because it is true hurt people and all of us have some measure of it hurt people but God I believe that we are going to become people who are healthy and healthy people raise up and lift up other people who are going to be healthy amen in every way so be challenged today and can I say look at your your your, your some of your, your your hardest moments and guess what can you look at them now through the blood of Jesus Christ Look at them, not through your own flesh, your own mind, but in the mind of Christ, in the love of Christ. Look at those moments, and I just pray, God, redemption. God, I pray, I pray blessing over those moments, and I pray, God, for moments afterwards, in all of our imperfections, Lord, that we are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are going to be empowered as your children. Jesus.
You designed us to be humans who give glory to the Father. You see what Jesus says? He says, you're a city on a hill. Let people, hey, see your good works and what? They will give glory to the Father. Amen? Ephesians 2, 8 says, by grace you've been saved, but then it says you've been recreated in Christ for what? To be God's workmanship. We are his people. God, we are your people, and we go and we leave this place, God, in a moment. And we have to have communion. I want to encourage you to, you can come on and grab communion to my right or my left. There's a little bread, a little cup representing his, his sacrifice for us. Can I encourage you? You guys can go back to your seat. You can, you can drink it while, you, while you're singing, while you're worshiping. Um, you can do it uh, at home. Maybe you need some reconciliation with a loved one, um, and you want to um, ask for forgiveness, or you just want to seek reconciliation. You can go do that. You can take communion here or wherever else. But as you uh, take communion, as we sing whatever uh, God has put in their heart, you can, you can stay here. You can go on out, get coffee, whatever it may be. But can I just think, in, encourage you, encourage you, encourage you. Man, don't be so hard on yourself. God, I pray blessing over every person in this room. Lord, I, I want to give an invitation to, to, to people in this room. Who here does not know that they're forgiven? And today, and you could be in church for a long time, but today you realize, wow, first and foremost, before you even think about, okay, why do I follow Jesus? Or how do I follow Jesus? That what? That you realize that there is a God and there is a Savior? Could I just have people in this room, if you realize today in a fresh way or the first time that you're forgiven, could you just raise your hand? You're forgiven? You're forgiven? You're loved? Can I, can I give another invitation for people in this room of, if you just say, hey, Lord, I, I remember why I'm a follower of Jesus. Has God reminded you about who Jesus is today? Would you just, as a sign of just surrender to the Lord, say, I remember today. Just raise your hand nice and high. Amen. I'm a follower of Jesus, your life, your hope. Amen. Does anybody want to learn how to, how to follow Jesus? Well, I want to encourage you to keep coming back. Keep getting in community. So God, we just thank you and praise you. We worship you in spirit and truth. Come to the right, to the left, grab communion, take it where you are, sing a little bit, and let's be the light of the world. Let's be ambassadors for Jesus. Healthy humans to the glory of God. Amen.